Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Gamespace Learning by University XP. Find out more by going to universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll cover playing serious games. Serious games are games created from the ground up for teaching and learning. These also include games created for a social purpose outside of the more traditional paths of games for entertainment. Serious games can be incredible tools for teaching, learning, and education. They help players learn experientially through play in order to put concepts into use. Serious games provide learners with the opportunities to transform experience into knowledge. But how should educators use serious games for teaching and learning? What are some examples of serious games? How can educators integrate serious games into their curriculum, syllabi, and lesson plans? This episode will review and define serious games. A brief history of serious games will be shared along with some of the best reasons for using serious games for teaching and learning. The impact and ramifications of using serious games in the classroom will be discussed as well as the role that educators play in integrating serious games in their practice. Several historical serious games will be discussed in detail and include war games, the Kriegspiel, business simulations, and other aspects of gamification, games-based learning, and applied games. Serious gameplay constitutes experiential learning. Therefore, active debriefing will be discussed in depth and a detailed approach will be shared for how educators can and should integrate these games into their teaching practice. Simply put, serious games are games that are created for purposes other than entertainment. We may have first discovered gaming from the fun and excitement that we derive from it. Serious games take these outcomes and pairs it with learning outcomes in order to help the player and the learner achieve a specific educational outcome. Therefore, serious games' primary objective when used as games-based learning is not only to engage the player, but to also help them achieve a specific learning outcome. In more granular terms, serious games are meant to promote some sort of behavior change from their learning outcomes. This change can come about through applications of learning that arise from play. Otherwise, it could arise from players' empathetic perspectives of others simulated through gameplay. In any case, serious games ultimately improve players, learners, and users through play. Current applied serious games are used and implemented through an applied curricular methodology. This means that serious games aren't played in a vacuum. Rather, serious games are used in tandem with play, review, discussion, and debriefing in order to help players achieve their learning outcomes. Games have been around for thousands of years. Serious games came about from the application of games as teaching and learning tools. Serious games go back hundreds of centuries prior to the more popular use of games-based learning for teaching, training, and education. Some of the earliest games like chess were often relied upon in order to teach principles of warfare. We see more contemporary applications of this with games like America's Army, which served as both an abstraction of infantry warfare, as well as a marketing and recruitment tool. But why were games first relied upon as tools for teaching and learning? It's because game states more easily provide an overview and abstraction of different simulations and scenarios. Reality possesses many details and fine distinctions that may be irrelevant to the situation at hand. However, the player experience of games provide a specific, detailed, and nuanced approach to teaching and learning through different activities, challenges, tasks, and assignments, often under the guise of game terms like missions, scenes, and levels. This specific approach, combined with a more accessible appeal of games, made them excellent tools for teaching and learning. 
especially since games could be interpreted as an experiential form of education, since knowledge is created from gameplay rather than shared didactically through lectures, seminars, or videos. Games, game design, and game development have a storied and intertwined history with serious games. However, serious games also excel with catering to the player experience. That's because these games are experienced at a pace and involvement at the discretion of the player. All of this is due to player interaction, feedback, and the feedback loop and intrinsic motivation. The combination of these factors entice, empower, and enable students to continue playing, engaging, and experimenting with games in an experiential feedback loop. Such engagement makes games an evolving and customizable tool for player learning. Lastly, a serious game doesn't always need to be played seriously. Serious games can still elicit fun and enjoyment from players. Doing so ensures that the player experience is a positive one, which supports and enables future play. Additionally, serious games have a positive impact on learning motivation and learning motivation when applied by educators to learners. They are able to more fully and immersively demonstrate concepts and applications in ways that traditional didactic education cannot. This is most often realized in cognitive and effective learning outcomes. These are most closely related to traditional educational learning outcomes that change attitudes, motivation, and values of students. However, serious games can also teach behavioral competencies, the results of which also change learners' behaviors when using serious games for teaching and learning. There are downsides to using serious games in the classroom. Often students who are accustomed to playing many games for entertainment will focus more on gameplay and game elements rather than the outcomes that such gameplay provides. However, educators can use player involvement as a way to continue to spur interest and intrinsic motivation for learners to engage and play. Ultimately, serious games represent another tool for educators to use and adapt for the classroom the results of which emphasize the development and more widespread use of gaming for teaching and learning. Often, one of the more salient aspects to teaching with serious games is that they break the traditional rigid teaching structure of didactic education. This is where educators present information for students to consume and ultimately develop understanding. We see this most frequently in lecture-based classrooms. Serious games approach teaching and learning outside of a didactic approach and instead encourages learners and players to experiment and play. This results in a process where players develop the necessary skills in order to progress in the game and ultimately achieve the designer's and educator's outcomes. Serious games achieve this by combining learning strategies, curricular structures, and formal game elements in order to teach specific skills for players to create their own knowledge. Here, serious games represent conceptual and mechanical relationships within a dynamic environment that can be changed and augmented by the player through their own agency, the results of which end when players achieve stated learning outcomes. Serious games can and do incorporate a wide spectrum of abstraction versus fidelity. However, some of the most popular serious games rely heavily on content developed from realistic situations. This is due to the need for learners to more easily identify and apply outcomes to necessary applications. Despite this, all great games and serious games encourage and influence the development of cognitive flow for learners. The creation of this flow state is a result of the observation and keen development of relational awareness between game elements and their outcomes. Those relationships can be highly representative of their real-world counterparts. However, with serious games, they never explicitly have to be. Ultimately, serious games are meant to elicit a change in learners' perceptions, applications, and outcomes 
of their learning. Therefore, it's important that serious games actively include and represent the learners themselves in an identifiable form or avatar so that the relationship between themselves and their expected outcomes and applications are more clearly defined. One of the earliest and most widespread applications of serious games for teaching and learning was the Kriegspiel or war game in German. With a storied history, the Kriegspiel was used to teach military leaders tactics and strategies by representing armies and military units in scaled miniature on a physical tabletop. Its military application goes beyond what can be contained in this episode. However, its use of abstraction and simulation is what has cemented its future use for teaching and learning. Its success was great enough that officer training often involved frequent use of the Kriegspiel for teaching and learning military and combat doctrine in the 19th century. Despite this, the Kriegspiel was not run the same way we think about other tabletop games and educational games that we know and use today. Rather, players' actions were arbitrated by a referee, umpire, or judge who collected and collated player actions in order to resolve them within the game. This role is most similarly seen with the dungeon master of tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons. Fidelity was on the side of Kriegspiel as further iterations of the game took into account other actions and activities which could befall military leaders in actual live conflict. Those included surprise attacks, supporting lines, and point defense. The Kriegspiel has gone in to spur multiple successors for other tabletop war games such as Warhammer 40k, Star Wars Imperial Assault, and Star Trek Attack Wing to name a few. Likewise, the use of an impartial third party to moderate and referee games can be seen in many iterations of modern, live, role-playing games. This wargaming simulation's humble beginnings have indeed grown and evolved past its original intent for training military leaders for the conflicts they are yet to fight. However, the focus on simulation and fidelity is one that we see in other aspects of serious games, such as business simulations. Businesses often rely on simulations for teaching and learning because of its high fidelity to real-world application and problem-solving. Simulations represent the closest possible thing to reality without the loss or risk of carrying out business actions. Therefore, these business simulations exist within the realm of active and experiential learning like other forms of game-space learning. As such, participants in business simulations are both behaviorally and cognitively active as they play an experiment with a simulation in order to test and attempt to accomplish different outcomes. Perhaps one of the most common business simulations is the stock market game, where many high school students participate while learning about economics. The stock market game makes it so that individual students can try their hand at investing in different publicly traded companies to determine if their predictions about future business success pan out. As such, simulations such as these can be highly effective at engaging and motivating students due to their high-touch and experiential approach. Here, students experience an active and closely tied feedback loop to their initial input and investments in order to see the ultimate effect on their portfolios. Business simulations grow and evolve from the fidelity provided in the Kriegspiel as a way for learners to experience different problems and scenarios in which they must apply decision-making and problem-solving methodology to overcome the challenge, the results of which encompass specific learning outcomes established by the instructor in order for students to achieve these goals. While the Kriegspiel represents one of the earliest uses of simulation for teaching and training, and business simulations represent commercial applications of the same for business outcomes, the breadth and scope of games for learning is much wider than these two applications. Games-based learning includes using established games for teaching and learning 
as well as the use, creation, and implementation of serious games for education and development. These applications don't need to be narrowly applied, such as with war games and business case studies. Rather, aspects of gamification and games-based learning can apply the use of these practices in other venues, such as the case with serious games that were created with outcomes other than entertainment in mind. There may have been many cases of such games, but perhaps the most popular and successful of which include the following. Darfur is Dying was first released in April 2006 and represented the journalistic spirit of exposing the truth behind the humanitarian crisis of the war in Darfur. The game provided a platform that reached over 800,000 players in five months and approaches social change through the medium of games. Likewise, the game World Without Oil's tagline, Play It Before You Live It, provided a simulation of how a future oil crisis might affect individuals by representing changes that may occur in their area. This was an alternate reality game that lasted for 32 days between April and June 2007. It provided the very real social impact of helping individual players anticipate problems of a world without oil. Lastly, the game Super Better was the brainchild of Jane McGonigal. After suffering a concussion in 2009, she experienced the negative consequences of depression and suicidal thoughts. While recovering, McGonagall created the game Jane the Concussion Slayer, which she designed to help treat her condition as well as help keep her occupied. Building off the success of this game, she renamed it Super Better and applied it to help other people achieve their own goals and overcome obstacles. Educators are free to choose how they use games, gamification, serious games, learning games, or games-based learning. However, the application of any of these approaches requires learning through experience or experiential learning. As such, educators should implement a practice of active debriefing no matter which method they choose to pursue. The results of active debriefing enables participants and players to connect activities and lessons they learn through gameplay with opportunities in the outside world. Active debriefing is important because it requires individuals to focus on their own beliefs, assumptions, and values that arose from their experiences playing the game. It also requires individuals to manage how they may defensively react when re-examining and re-evaluating their own belief and value systems in order to make sense of these new experiences. Ultimately, the goal of instructor-led active debriefing is meant to ensure that learning is happening at an individual level. Specifically, that experience is transformed into knowledge that can be shared and built upon. Therefore, active debriefing is best implemented at the end of an activity or experiences such as gameplay or games-based learning activities. While more adult learners might be empowered to lead active debriefing sessions on their own, instructors may choose to rely on the following questions to help structure and guide their own active debriefing activities. Those sample questions include what happened, does what happened matter? How did you feel? Does this remind you of anything else you've experienced? If so, what and why? What have you learned? What will you do with what you've learned? This episode covered how to use serious games for teaching, learning, education, and development. It began with an overview of what serious games are, as well as a short history of how they've been used in the past for teaching and learning. The merits of using serious games for teaching were provided as well as the kind of impact that they can have on learners and instructors alike. Specific steps for teaching with serious games were discussed, as well as some detailed historical examples. Those included war games and the Greek spiel, business simulations, and various applications of games-based learning and applied games.
This episode closed on the process of active debriefing and how instructors should use it when paired with serious games for teaching and learning. Games-based learning is an experiential form of learning. Therefore, the active debriefing cycle is paramount in helping students make sense of their experience, as well as connect specific game outcomes with targeted learning outcomes. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Ang from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.